we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of the We Power On season of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm your host, Simone Roche, and last month we hosted the Northern Power Women Awards, a celebration that is never just for one night. The legacy, the storytelling of these role models lasts well past the end of the awards ceremony, and that's why the We Power On season is all about, and all about keeping that conversation going. And over the next few episodes, we'll be powering on with the legacy of the awards, inspiring you with stories about how we're cracking on and keeping you updated on the latest from the Power our collective we have our next session next week which is the 26th of april from 12 to 1 p.m so please sign up for our power networking session we'll put the links in the show notes as well so you don't have to miss out but this week back to the podcast i'm joined by the incredible Lindsay boyd i've known her for 100 years it feels like uh founder of one earth best-selling author global speaker 2022 northern power women power lister Lindsay's a die-hard optimist a serial entrepreneur and Lindsay's life work is to lead businesses and individuals to impact change in the world. And after leaving school at 15 with zero qualifications, Lindsay started her first business at 18 and by 24 had co-built and sold her second business to the Caterpillar Group. Lindsay's fourth business, One Earth, is a purpose-led platform committed to kickstarting the global economy and leading with purpose. They connect the local and global trade community to a virtual society which provides opportunities to learn from each other so up our street totally love everything that you've ever done and what you're doing now welcome Lindsay to the Northern Power Women podcast thank you so much for having me Simone and um we have known each other for so long and I appreciate you bringing me onto your podcast today so thank you do you know it's great putting you in the hot seat for a change you know we met all those years ago when you created the business of brands and I and it was right at the start of my journey where I was working out what on earth I am what I'm doing you know and you always talked about how you know this is about curating the space you know and I've always used that sort of uh, that, that that phrase about you know giving people that opportunity that platform and that voice so you know I'm delighted to have you here today and you are a serial entrepreneur right and we know that far fewer women than men are entrepreneurs so why leaving school at 15 setting up your first business at 18 why why was entrepreneur such a big pull for you entrepreneurship my family I came from a family of entrepreneurs. So my grandparents had their own tailoring company. My dad had his own dentistry. My brother's an entrepreneur. Both my brothers are entrepreneurs. And um, I, at a very young age, I stood in the kitchen with my mum and I must have been like 11 and said, you know, I think I'm going to leave school. And it wasn't because I wasn't bright. I was in top sets, but I just realised that it, it wasn't for me. And uh, my mum kind of looked at me like I had two heads going, what are you going to do with your life? And I said, don't worry, mum, I'm going to be as big as Oprah Winfrey. 
my mum obviously at that point thought I'd lost it and at 15 I did leave school and um and I went on to start my first business at 18 which was in the retail space I'm from Leeds and I opened a shop in Leeds in the Victoria Quarter and I was lucky enough to have a very famous footballer's wife work for me and it gave me my first taste of what brand could do for your business and our clothes literally walked out of the shop and when I sold that company I took all that knowledge of kind of retail and sales and took it into my second business which was the one that I set up seven distribution channels around the world and I uh, I was 21 to 24 manufacturing shoes in Korea and uh, we had the shoes in the design museum next to Evian bottles. And that's what I sold to Caterpillar when I was 24. Wow. I mean, that is amazing how you even know, you know, we've just talked about the challenges around entrepreneurship, but how you even knew where to go or where to get that information. You talked about having this person who was supposed an influencer who worked for you and your mum and you telling your mum you were going to be as big as Oprah Winfrey. But what inspired you? You know, where did that ambition to think so big come from? Well, it was interesting because at the age of 14 and my son is just turning 14. So this is quite weird for me. I went into Leeds every single week to a shop that was called Best Trading. I mean, it ended up being quite a famous shop. And um, I asked him every week for a year to give me a Saturday job. And in the end, he only gave me a Saturday job because I drove him so mad that he basically said, just give this girl a job. And um, I, I went in there and absolutely was the top salesperson he'd ever had. And he actually persuaded my dad to let me leave school and come and work for him in the shop. And I ran the shop for him at 16. And that's what gave me my first taste of going, "Mm, I think I'm onto something here. I think I'm going to buy my own shop. And so I learned from him about running his shop at 16. And then I went and bought my own shop with the man three doors down, a lovely man called Martin Schneider, who is still there. He has accent. And um, I went into partnership with him at the age of 18. Wow. So, I mean, literally a trailblazer in being an an advanced salesperson, being a networker, collaborating. I mean, such a lot to learn early doors, you know, that's education. It's that real vocational learning, isn't it? Did you just go by your gut as to this was the right thing to do? I've always gone by my gut. And, um, you know, anyone that works with me today knows that I'm very led by my knowing. I've always taught people that the, the, the The strongest driver you've ever got in life is yourself and you will take you and lead you. And when people say, no, you can't or you're never going to get there or you're not good enough or I've always thought, get to the back and I'm going to do this anyway. And I've had an inner drive and determination that's going to get me there. Now, what I will say, Simone, is the second company was the most stressful period of my life because I was 21 years of age. My friends were going to university and I'm in the factories in Korea, you know, and this was of a time when women were not in the factories in Korea and Korea wasn't like it is today manufacturing shoes and then, you know, setting up distribution channels that I had no idea how to do or what to do. And there were no mentors. 
And we sold 150,000 pairs of shoes in the first season, which equated to a turnover of 5 million. It was crazy. So it was brilliant because I learned so much on the ground and probably the one of the most stressful periods of my life. And what would you say, you know, you left school at 15 and look at all this education you picked up, distribution, being underestimated. You know, you're often mistaken for the, the work experience girl and not the owner. There's, there's other people out there, you know, there's people, we've seen over lockdown, haven't we? People, there's been a massive growth in entrepreneurship. What would you say to those individuals out there who are getting overlooked or underestimated? and to stow that imposter syndrome, which we talk so often about on this podcast. The main thing, and this is what I instill in my kids as well, you do not need to be the best or the most talented. People think I'm not good enough. I'm not the best. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not the cleverest. It really is. And, and you know this very, it's about determination. It's about belief that you can, you can learn on the job. You only need to know a little bit more than the person next to you, to be honest. And I've always believed that as long as you've got, you're led by your purpose. So, you know, and you know this, re-remember who you are, why you're on this planet. What are you, what do you really want to do? And um, really drive by that vision and determination of what does that look like? And then don't worry about whether or not you are the best or the biggest or the greatest or the most talented. It's not about that at all. That's amazing. And I think by the time you've you've now launched your fourth business, what have you been messing around with for the last 20 years? You know, which is One Earth, which, you know, we've we've spoken about before, you know, re-remembering who you are. Is this what... What led you to to kind of create the, the the one earth and this this purpose-led business that you've created? Yeah, look, I've I say to people that my first three businesses, and remember I only started one earth in my in my early 40s actually, and um the first three businesses were my college course. And I learned my trade. Now, I know I had very successful companies. My first three were three companies. My third company, you know, I went on to build some of the most famous brands on the high street. And really, I looked and went, okay, I remembered that girl that stood in the kitchen, funnily enough, with my mum. And I saw something in Oprah, which was more purpose led. And I really looked and went, okay, I need to build the business that's going to be my legacy project. I need to do, I want to shift the world into a new era through the eyes of brands. I want to build brands that are going to shift industries and make a positive change in the world. And I'm not doing that in any of these other companies. And I really wanted to transfer my knowledge of helping people build businesses, build communities, build movements, basically, you know, move from being a brand to being a movement and literally lead the industries or their society or their causes or their purposes into a new era of trade and have purpose as the new currency. And and how have you grown this? You know, how have you sort of, I suppose, challenged, you have, you're challenging that traditional corporate sector business model. So how are you convincing, you're an easy convincer anyway, let's face it, but you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The school, I think, right? It's a school of northern <laughs> grit, I think, and determination, isn't it? But, but how did you convince those leaders to really 
find that need to change their bit of the world? A few people have asked me that and there's no convincing needed, believe it or not. We attract agitators of change, you know, and, and, and I know we've, you know, we attracted you as well, being an agit- a massive agitator of change. And we really attract those people that are scratching for something different. They want to lead. They don't necessarily know how. That's the difference. So we provide the how, but they are already scratching for it. Now, it doesn't mean that they're doing it. We attract very traditional, you know, engineers. We attract eco-panel companies. We also attract fashion and tech and so forth, but all different industries. And I've got a lady, Julie King, 37 years in the travel industry. She came along and she desperately wanted to shift the travel industry, opens up a community, a city on the platform, and now has 47 very large um, industry advocates with, you know, anything from a thousand to a hundred thousand people in their networks. And she is literally shifting the industry of travel tourism. And is that how you, you know, you, you know, where uh, you collaborated with businesses in other countries and cultures when they're used to doing things in a different way? Yeah, the main thing is we talk about moving from competition to collaboration. Uh, and you sit heavily in this space, I know, with your mindset. And we talk about how. People are no longer looking to their their industry as the competition. What about if you bring people together and you collaborate with them? So we've got the dental industry coming together. We've got the oceans industry. I've got 10 global chambers from around the world building a city, all with an alliance around um, the race to net zero. and, And I spoke at COP for them. We've got um, the food industry coming in and shifting their industry. And people are either looking at it from a business leading perspective, an industry leading perspective, society like oceans. And we've got the Hispanic nation coming and doing something with us or Mauritius. So so in answer to the question, it's just easy. Just get people to collaborate. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what... um, you know, you know, you have to put a lot of work. I mean, oh my gosh, this doesn't just happen overnight. The the level of work and commitment and information. But what I will say is when you hit with your purpose, you know, I'm here to shift the world into a new era. And when every when everything gets bad, you know, whatever happens and you have good months and bad months, the thing that's going to get you out of bed in the morning is your purpose why you're in business, why you're here. 100%. I couldn't agree more. I think that's why we've always had these great conversations. We might not talk for a long time and all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, we're setting up another plan. If we were already pre this meeting, we're already going to rendezvous somewhere and goodness knows what we're going to change there. But, you know, one of the things you've said is that 3% of leaders need to, there's only 3% of leaders need to drive change to make a difference in the world. What constitutes a great leader? Oh, that's a very good question. Look, I come from a trends background in my third business where I built famous brands. I used to teach people um, that 3% of leaders lead the trend, 15% of influencers then look at the leaders and influence the market. And then 33%, it then goes into the mainstream. And then the rest of them kind of catch up with it and I'm on to the next trend. So the 3% of leaders are disruptors. They don't look at anything else. They only lead from internally. It's not about being 
influenced necessarily by what's going on. They're using their internal driver and they're the ones that will be the starters. So they're the ones that when people go, no way, you're never going to be able to do that or no, that's impossible or I can't even understand what you're talking about. That person's going, yep, I'm doing it anyway. And that, you know, your Steve Jobs, your Elon Musks, your Richard Branson's, all those guys that, you know, have led in their industries and innovated. They are those 3% leaders and they're the ones that that disrupt. They're at the front, at the forefront of what's going on. And Lindsay Boyd and the rest of you were on our Northern Power Women Power List. What does it mean for you to be on the, the list this year? Oh, Simone, I was so honoured for you to ask me to be on the list. I am a northerner through and through, you know, I'm from Leeds. And even though, yes, I live in London, um, my family still lives in Leeds. And I had two businesses that started in Leeds. You know, my first and second business was in Leeds. And to be on the list and be around and supporting northerners and be able to you know be around other northern women is incredible I have to say so I am huge it's I am very honoured and delighted and very proud and and you were nominated this isn't a you know sort of a a collection period this is something that people nominate so someone took the time to write about you and I remember you know as happens with so many of you amazing 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 trailblazers out there you all go oh no not me not me and I have to harass you to complete the information but we love having you on and you are you know when you say Elon Musk Steve Jobs Lindsay Boyd should be up there so Lindsay thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and I offer a gift to your audience audience. Oh, 100%. Well, we've just launched our Find Your Formula quiz. And I'd love to offer it because we're going around the country in a bus tour with uh, with NatWest Bank. And um, I'm going and committing to auditing as many businesses as possible so they can understand where the gaps are in their business that can lead them into a new era of trade. And I would love to offer you and your audience the quiz if they would like it and if they want to come and join us on the bus tour. But a quiz to be able to help them to audit themselves. Oh, find your formula. We'll put the details in the show notes. Oh, absolutely. That's so great. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know people will be biting their hands off, including me. Because you've always got to re-remember. And that's my takeaway from today. You've got to re-remember who you are and where you're going and, and put yourself out there. So thanks so much, Lindsay, for being here today. And thank you all for tuning in today. If you love our episodes, let us know by rating, reviewing, subscribing to the podcast, let your friends know reach out on socials at north power women on twitter and northern power Women on all our other social media and don't forget please sign up to our power up networking on the 26th of april we'll put another link in the show notes lots of links in this week's show notes uh, whether you're at the start of your career a senior leader or anything in between you are all welcome to pay it forward and pass on your knowledge and skills join us next monday when i'll be joined by yet another wonderful human from the northern power women community i'm simone roche and you've been listening to a northern power women podcast and what goes on media production. Oh, yeah.